you didn't ask for it, but here it is, the Bourbon and Brothers Podcast. All right, hello and welcome into the Bourbon and Brothers Podcast. My name is Flynn. I'm going to be one of your hosts for the evening. I'm here with my fellow hosts, Kevin Reynolds. Uh, How's it going, guys? Jacob Pretty. How's it going, guys? And Andrew Hofkamp. How's it going, guys? Hofkamp, are you there? No, he is not here tonight. He's not here tonight. Uh, That's okay, though. The episode will be a lot shorter. It's okay. Um, You know what happened? That is true. You know, Pretty came, you know, out of retirement, or what what were we calling it? Strike? He was on strike. He was on strike. Yeah, Yeah, he, he crossed the line, and he's back with us, and... Huffcamp found out that Pretty was coming back and said, uh, no, thank you. And <laughs> Huffcamp, Huffcamp decided that he would only cross Jacob's picket line, and once Jacob stopped picketing the episode, he he decided not to come anymore. So yep. Uh, yep. Huffcamp's not here. He's um, off doing butterfly things. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I think what, what do you think he's doing? Things. I think he's working out. I'm sure he, he's working he's out. He's probably working out. That's right. Oh, he's yeah, probably yeah, in the yeah. gym. No, yeah. he's, yeah. Yep. He's got to get his gains, his gains, yeah, bro. Yeah, for sure. He is absolutely lifting weights while thinking about butterflies. He's a weird dude. Um, but so, because he's not here, though. Yeah, because he's not here, we're going to talk about Lord of the Rings, um, and and because we are the three experts on this on this show about Lord of the Rings, about Game of Thrones, and geography. Um, and geography. So yeah, that's that's what our three topics are going to be: Lord of the Rings, Game of Thrones. Um, and geography. So I hope you hope you are excited about that because we are the experts at those things. Hope Camp is obviously the worst. Um, so be sure to follow us on uh, Twitter and Instagram at AiredBNB. Um, follow us as hosts as well if you so choose. Um, if you want to support the show, uh, go to patreon.com slash aired bnb uh to become an official pod of the show um jacob is now ending his hunger strike um and so he he is back and and Uh eating with us and and drinking with us and uh he got a haircut which made his head look literally half the size um so your hair was very voluminous before i did not notice that voluminous oh you you don't understand when uh my barber my sister aka my sister cut my hair there was enough hair that fell onto the floor that it could have easily been mistaken for her dog, who is a tiny dog. What? I just, Pretty donates his hair to. What does she does she does she use machetes to get through it? Like I can't I can't imagine. Well, so so with this with this particular um, session, uh, she went to go cut my hair and was like like you know using the the shears or whatever or uh, the clippers. And um, we How found that. How do clippers that go it, again? Vr, vr, vr. I don't know. <laughs> That's how it sounds like. Um, and normally, no. I find a <laughs> I find a haircut <laughs> to be, yeah, to be Is a very not- relaxing experience. However, uh, my hair was so thick that it actually like jammed the clippers several times. So uh, she ended up having to take shears to it, and then clippers, and then back to shears. So long story short, my hair is a hot mess, but don't worry. It'll get back to that length in, like, two weeks. Was your sister a silent barber or a talkative barber? Oh, she's always silent, but then I end up, like, bringing up a conversation, and then she's like, you know, you don't have to talk to me. And I was like, yeah, I know. I had a silent barber recently, and I tipped her much more money than I usually tip a barber just because she didn't say a word after we talked about how I wanted my haircut. And it was delightful. 
I, I find that so I go to two different places. I go to great clips and I go to sports clips. Uh, I find that great clips, while the quality of haircut um, and you don't get the steam towel and the the head massage, um, the qual they are silent. They they don't talk unless you want to talk to them. But at sports clips, I find that they want to talk constantly and they try to talk sports and they don't really know much about sports other than what's on the TV at that exact moment. Um, and so it's 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 a bad experience until they put the towel over my face and I can't talk anymore. Interesting. So I've got a, a quick sidebar story about sports clips. There was uh, one time when I was on the road with um, that musical that I toured with, uh, we were, we were dry. We had like a 16 hour bus day going from one city to another. And we had like an hour long lunch break and everyone, you know, got off the bus and was like, Oh, I'm going here. I'm going here. I instead went and got the MVP package at this sports clips that was just right across from the bus. And it was the best thing ever because then I came back onto this bus for another eight hours, totally relaxed yep. and just fell asleep. It, was it, is, it is fantastic. I don't know what that is. Never You've never been that. to sports clips. So no. they, they take you back into the back room. It's all dark. And then they, 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 they recline your chair. Um, they, they put your, your head in the sink. Uh, they put a warm towel on your face. All, all that's exposed is your nose. Um, and then they start massaging your scalp with, with, with massage, with, like with tea oils tree, and tea, tree and tea, oil tea tree, shampoo uh, stuff shampoos tingly. and stuff like that. Um, it's fantastic. Uh, and you then if you want it, they will they also massage your... Yeah, I know. I, I actually kind of do need a haircut. So, let's do that. Let's uh, do that let's tomorrow. Do yeah, let's, do, let's go to, get a tandem haircut. <laughs> yeah. Our, our coworkers already think we're in a in a relationship together. So uh, that makes sense. Spa yeah. day. Yeah, we, tried, we, we went on a conference last week, and Flynn and I bunked together to save the university some money. And we had two queen beds, but when we got there, we tried to convince our our team that we had been given the honeymoon suite by accident, um, and they didn't. They didn't really. Some of them bought it. They didn't really buy it, but it was it was kind a of a few fun. of them. I think actually did. I think yeah. they actually believed it, and they were like, "Yeah, the, they obviously just sleep in a queen bed together. <laughs> That's, <Yeah>. fine. <laughs> That's fine. That's <laughs> fine. We've done it before. It's yeah." Fine. Um, all right, so tonight we have three segments for you. It's going to be a nerd debate. Uh, there's only three of us, so. It's going to be a little head-to-head -head nerd debate. Uh, we have a few listener questions, um, as listener well as questions. some hot toddy takes. Oh, boy. So let's get into nerd debate. Well, hey, Flynn, I, can we I start drinking first? Is yeah, it can we, can we have oh, yeah, bourbon? I forgot about bourbon. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm already drinking, that's why. Uh, <laughs> I was like, I'm missing something here. What am I missing? Um, so tonight I'm the drinking. Point. I'm, <laughs> the point of the whole podcast. Our, our namesake. Yeah. We gotta mention bourbon legally, bourbon. or else we can't um, call ourselves the bourbon. Hope and Camp's Brothers not podcast. here. I'm rattled. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> so tonight I am drinking Henry McKenna Ten Year. Um, nice. It is barrel one zero one nine two. It was barreled on December twenty second, two thousand and ten. Um, nice. I, I have a similar rule, Kevin. You, you say that you don't really open bottles until you have a second bottle to replace it. Yep. I will open all of my bottles. I'll drink some of them, but I will not finish a bottle that's hard to find unless I find another. And yep. so I recently found another uh, of the Henry McKenna 10-year uh, bottled and bond single barrel. Um, and so I, I bought it, and I, I'm finishing that off. I only have about a, a shot worth, maybe two ounces worth. Um, and so... My second drink, I'm going to be transitioning to Trader Joe's Kentucky Bourbon Straight Whiskey. Um, 
It is $15. I have not had it yet. I have not opened yet. I'll crack it open on the pod. There is no wax, so it's not going to be a difficult thing for me this time. <laughs> you don't have to get um, any wax out of your bourbon. Yeah. There is no information on this bottle other than <laughs> it is distilled by Bourbon Square Distilling Company in Louisville. Um so I'm excited Joe's. to try it, that. and it's Trader Joe's. Yeah, um, so they sourced it out of there. Um, I I am looking forward to try it. I've heard good things. Everyone that I've met that has tried this is like, this is one of the best fifteen dollar bottles you'll ever get. Uh, so I'm excited to try it. Kevin, what are you drinking? Well, you'll recall that the last time we got together, um, the uh, our good friend of the show, Colin had given four bourbons uh, to us and assigned them to each of us. Flynn got to have the Gangs of New Riff, and Huffcamp had the Discovery Series 4 by Bardstown. Well, Jacob and I also got some bourbons from Colin that we're going to try tonight. Um, it's interesting, I got he gave me the Malted Rye Six Year by New Riff. And um, I asked him why he gave me that, in particular because... I really don't like rye whiskeys very much, um, and the bourbons I like the least are the highest rye bourbons. But, um, I, I mean, I like rye, but I'd, it's if I had to choose between rye and bourbon, I would always, always, always choose bourbon. But he gave it to me anyway, and I asked him why, and he said it's because it's a wonderful-tasting rye that tastes like a 12-year, but is much shorter at just six years. So it reminded me of you, is what he said to me. So thank you, Colin. Um, you hilarious man, you. So I'm going to uh, give this new riff uh, malted rye a try. Two-time listener of the week, maybe? I don't think two-time. Um, Def- yeah, I mean, can we do that? No. Um, okay. Some thoughts. The malted barley, I assume, is what's in here balances out the rye pretty interestingly when i went to woodford reserve recently i got to try the malted woodford um and it it tastes like candy i at the malt the malted piece when it's so high feels almost like it reminds me of like going to get a malt um it's sweet it's um almost summery but heavy um i I appreciate getting the taste of this because I would never buy it for myself because of what it said on the label. Um, I think it's really interesting. It's really unique. If you're if you're not crazy about the high proof bourbons that can really be difficult or unapproachable to new bourbon drinkers because it's so heavy and got the bite to it, this is a good interesting way to get into to this level of whiskey. It's almost sweet, like a. Um, like an Irish whiskey in the sense that it's it's a little bit lighter, but um, all that to say, I really I, I don't care much for it. I, I probably wouldn't drink this again, but that's just my personal palate. It's not to say this isn't a really well done rye whiskey. It's just that's not my cup of tea. Um, so, but I can tell from the quality standpoint that this is fantastic. Um, so that's what I'm bringing to the table. Pretty. Uh. Yeah, so I have, um, Colin has given me a, uh, a Jefferson's rye that is finished in con- cognac barrels, uh, which uh, I do love rye. So, Kevin, I'd probably love yours, uh, that malted you rye, because I also love malt. Um, uh, and uh, so I'm going to give this a, a try first, and then, uh, no, I'm going to explain why Colin gave me this one, because <laughs> uh, it was Pretty rather good. funny. Pretty good. Um, 
So he he texted uh, all of us, you know, reasons why he gave us these bourbons. And mine says, quote, Jacobs, I really had no idea if I'd find it again or what it would taste like. So I grabbed it. Much like Jacob. Is he in Cincy today? Is he in Pennsylvania tomorrow? Will he show up for the NCAA tournament game at a Max Pizza Pub? Who knows? But he's always a great time when you get him. Uh, so and apparently he grabs you every time. Apparently, he's uh, that actually for that Max Pizza Pub experience, that was true. That I've never seen him more shocked when I just showed up for that NKU game. And he's like, "Pretty? What?" But um, the funny part like, about that is almost time. almost everybody else knew you were going to be there. Mm-hmm. Except him, yeah. so he was just genuinely so so happy. Well, Fantastic. we we do owe, we do owe Colin a T-shirt. So um, someone figure out what his T-shirt size is today, and uh, and we'll get we'll get him a T-shirt to say thank you for these uh, delicious bourbons and whiskeys that we got to try. So and thank you. Lovely little anecdotes about each of us. I felt yes. like mine was the most personalized. Um, Okay, so that is really good. Um, so I, I went ahead, uh, I, I kind of cheated and had a little taste of it before we started recording tonight um, and immediately decided, oh, man, I need to put this on some rocks because uh, it's it's real spicy. Uh, but, yeah, putting it on the rocks definitely opens it up, smooths it out. Um, but it does have a very – I don't think I can accurately describe the taste of cognac because um, I haven't – I've maybe had it once. Uh, but that definitely does have a distinct aftertaste that um, uh, is kind of uh, not like a smoky, but um, almost like more of like a, a like a macchiato caramel type of, I don't know, taste that uh, really finishes nicely, which is a little surprising. So it's like a, a, a sharp spice at the top with rye, but then kind of has this nice little smooth aftertaste. Feels like a little bunny hill of a roller coaster. And just so thanks, those, Colin. Just for those listening, you know, if you're not in the industry, rocks are ice cubes. So, you know, if that wasn't clear, <laughs> um, you I, I poured over ice cubes. jagged I don't know limestone if that's a rock. clarification you needed to make, but here Point we are. Of order. Uh, tr- Point tr- of order. Trust but, trust but verify, Flynn. It's how I live my life. Okay, so you, were, you, were, <laughs> you started to say what we're doing tonight. We're going we're gonna to debate nerd things? Yeah, we're gonna, Kevin, you want to introduce nerd debate? Yes. Put the drop right now. Let's do the drop one more time. Let's just do it again. Why not? Love this drop. Nerd debate. All right, nerd debate. Um, (laughs) Pretty usually explains this for like 15 minutes for no reason. If you've listened, you know how this works. We've We've each brought a topic. The other people know only the topic, but not the full prompt. We have. We actually don't know Jacob's topic. We don't know anything. Yeah, he, yeah, he's, he's yeah. Left Jacob blank. didn't give us a topic. Yeah, so, <laughs> so that'll be fun. <laughs> Me and Kevin um, are gonna have it out on something. <laughs> on something, um, you know, because there's only three of us. The two of us are sort of arguing a particular point to the person who brought up the topic, and that person will decide who wins the debate. Um, in this case, we're going head to head. So, should you be the person who loses the debate? You're going to take a shot. Flynn and I are both coming in the door with 116 proof um, uh, moonshine and Mine's pretty. Okay, well, well, well. All right. Well, I'm having 116, so why <laughs> don't you, you know, get your life together? You're 3% more drunk than I will be. Heck yeah. And then pretty <laughs> is drinking um, what now? Uh, I'm drinking uh, another 
favorite of mine. Um, the, sorry, I'm at my parents' house. I don't have like crappy bourbons to shoot. I only have no. It's okay. Whatever what what, what are you have. drinking? Uh, saltwater Woody grapefruit rum, uh, which is delicious. Shout is out actually. Paul Heinzman. Mm-hmm. Saltwater Woody grapefruit rum sounds amazing. So it makes a good cocktail. I'll say that. Can't wait. So Flynn, you are up first. But I'm gonna I'm gonna do like half half. That cups. sounds good. Flynn, you're up first. What are Pretty and I debating? So. Last night, my my wife and I sat down to watch a movie, um, and I've been, you know, you all make fun of me so much that it's actually changing my, my way of going about life a little bit. And so I've been engaging in watching either movies that I haven't seen in a while or new movies. Um, and so we, we were scrolling through looking for movies and uh we came across the imitation game I love uh, that with, movie. with yeah with really with Benedict good. Cumberbatch um and we had both seen it and so I was like no I want to watch a new movie it's a good movie but let's watch a new movie she was like but I want to I kind of want to watch imitation game and so we were scrolling and then we found the courier which is Benedict Cumberbatch in a historical film uh and we're like yeah neither of us had seen the courier and so we watched it um and there are there are two actors that my wife would leave me for today, <laughs> and it's Benedict Cumberbatch and David Tennant, uh, because apparently she has a type for tall, skinny British men with full heads of hair. Uh, so you know, does she? <laughs> she? She married the opposite of that. Flynn, uh, <laughs> you're you're a tall, skinny British man. Full head of hair? No. Okay. I- I've known your wife longer than you, and I, I'm just saying, I, if I'm recalling everyone I know that she's dated since 2006, uh, none of them meet that description <laughs> at all. But, you know, but uh, okay, that's fine. I mean, yeah. So, you know, she, she but those, those are her two celebrity sure. crushes that she would sure. leave me for. Um, and so we watch a lot of things that those two are in. Um, and I do love Benedict Cumberbatch. Um, yeah. So my question to you all. What is his best acting performance? Benedict Cumberbatch's best acting performance. He's been in a lot of different things. He is a very versatile actor. Um, so, yeah, what's his best acting performance? Uh, I can take this first. Um, just to get a quick qualifier, uh, are you making it exclusively movies, better yet, exclusively live-action movies, or is it Movies or whatever? TV shows or whatever. Okay. Yeah, he, he's picking Sherlock. <laughs> Duh, <laughs> Sherlock, hundred percent. I mean, the the just the maybe it's the dynamic between him and Martin Freeman and that that really kind of gets it going. But he he his nuance with the character of Sherlock Holmes that uh, brings kind of a new life to it and a new age, and just the fact alone that he finds ways to make Sherlock seem like this really like cold-hearted kind of very analytical uh only cares about the numbers kind of person but then you still like sympathize with him uh and when he does get emotional the times he does show emotion it's very like gut-wrenching um I, i think that show as a whole is one of the greatest tv series of all time hands down Mm -hmm. just there you go full stop no questions asked um and i think that benedict cumberbatch really kind of made that show what it is i mean there's a lot he's got a lot of great supporting characters there but it's it's sherlock that's his his kind of pinnacle you see his largest range and i've 
correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure that was kind of like his breakout role that kind of got him on the map and everyone noticed this. Uh, maybe in a Benedict maybe Cumberbatch. here. I mean, there were. Yeah, he was really big. Right. strong. Yeah, movie, he, he was big you know, over in BBC Lots Land of good before stuff. us. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a. Okay, resisting the urge to do what Pretty often does and strengthen everyone else's argument. Because <laughs> uh, you know I'm right. You know I'm right. Yeah, I want to say a couple things. Um, because this is my debate, there are no rules, and so I'm able to say whatever I want. So I'm going to give two shout-outs to Benedict Cumberbatch <laughs> as of course a... Um, <laughs> As among the best in the business in assuming a animal or uh, creature-like <laughs> character via voiceover. Okay, um, Smaug. Smaug yep. and Shere Khan. He, he did yep. both of those extremely well. Specifically with Smaug, you don't know it's Benedict Cumberbatch. He does mm-hmm. it so well that he becomes the dragon. And if you watch him... B Smaug in the um, studio. You can, you know, there's videos on the internet of watching him do the voiceover work, and he is he is a dragon. He becomes a dragon, and it is so really really great work. Um, another quick shout out is is Hamlet because um, Hamlet is a, is my favorite Shakespearean character because the actor gets to decide if Hamlet is crazy. Or pretending to be crazy. Because people who read the play interpret it both ways. And it's one of the hot, hot debated experiences in, in, you know, British literature, especially in Shakespearean literature. And I've watched only three people, I think, in my lifetime do it really well. And once was actually a high school performance that I was in where the, the guy who played Hamlet, who, who ended up in NKU, where we, we went in theater, and is still in Shakespeare, um, Cincinnati Shakespeare. His name's Carrie Davenport. You I was going to say, is that Carrie? Yeah, I, Carrie, I doubt you're listening, but if you are, I, I really mean this, <laughs> that, you know, watching you be Hamlet made me want to be a better act, actor. I mean, it was it was amazing. And so when I watch that, when I watch Hamlet, I, I'll watch it and... It, live at theater and on movies and I'll watch it as many times as I can because it's so amazing to see how one actor's interpretation can change the entire play and it's beautiful so I wanted to bring that up but my real answer is um, Alan Turing in in The Imitation Game is his best performance Um, the emotions that the man deals with in in that movie the experiences the way that he's playing a character and and his relationship with Christopher and um, you know homosexuality and all these different things that come through in that film. That film is beautiful and um, relevant and historic and it, and it's a story that people don't know about computers um, and this person who you know you grow to love and understand and also. You could never understand because it, you you haven't experienced what he's experienced. That that performance is phenomenal. No one else could deliver a performance that that strong. Other people, um, like Robert Downey Jr., have done Sherlock Holmes justice. That isn't the case for Alan for Alan Turney. It, it, that was the performance of his career. 
and I, I'm, I, I, you know, you could disagree with it, but you'd be wrong. So, I, I think that you all made very good arguments. This is actually a really, really close in my head because Imitation Game is fantastic, and for every, all the reasons that you laid out. Um, thank you for not choosing any of his roles where he has an American accent. Um, because Doctor Strange, the Doctor Strange, he was awful. He's good, though. At, he's at, good, but he got but better in Avengers and or Avengers Infinity War. So, you know, he's getting better at American accents, but he was terrible. Have um, you heard him try to say penguins? It's really funny. No, he can't. I, he can't. There's I have a video. To that. Uh, that's fantastic. Anyways, sorry. <laughs> do, do, do the British not have penguins? Is that is that no? A- he says it like penguins, penguins, penguins. <laughs> I almost I chose his Saturday Night Live performance because his Saturday Night Live performance oh gosh, was phenomenal. Was so he was, was so good. <laughs> Anyways, continue. You know, Sorry for I, that. I think you all you all made really good arguments, and I think that that these I mean, you can't go wrong with either of these performances, but I think I need to give the edge to Jacob. Um Sherlock Sherlock has been done many times and Sherlock has been done well many times. And you mentioning Robert Downey Jr. doing it well, um, I don't know about that. Um, I think that that his his rendition of Sherlock will live on forever, um, and it's it's going to become kind of what Heath Ledger made the Joker is mm-hmm. is is mm-hmm. my um, comparison. So I'll That's I'll give the win to Jacob on that one. That's perfectly fair. I you know I TV shows and movies are different. The amount of the body of work size mm-hmm. is is really For tough. Sure. And so I, I almost went with Sherlock, but he started talking first. Yeah. So I um, you can't go wrong with either of those. And the Imitation no. Game was fantastic. It's you know it's one of those movies that I've seen. Um, and so you know it it, it is a fantastic movie. Um, and I kind of wish we watched it instead of The Courier because The Courier was good, but Imitation Game is on another level. Uh, I just also want to give a shout out to he's great in Star Trek as Khan, but it, then also, well, his like cameo role. As Colonel McKenzie in 1917, phenomenal, phenomenal. Nice. He he's great as Khan, but he's not Khan. I mean, that's that's the that's one thing that he doesn't ju- do the original character justice. The original character, whose actor's name escapes me at this moment, Ricardo Montalban, isn't it? I, it um, yeah, sure. I mean, I don't, don't know, I'm not a Trekkie. But I just, I I'm just saying it. The uh, if you don't know Star Trek, the character Khan is the you know, of all, listen, this might even be a hot take for Trekkies. Of all generations of Star Trek and all villains, including the Borg and the Klingons and all these others, no villain was better written and better performed than Khan, period. That's fair. I, I, I would bring up Star Trek more in this, sh- in this podcast, but uh, I know nothing about it despite being a self-proclaimed nerd. Yeah, it's something that I really want to get into, so I'm going to start watching the movies soon because I, I do want to get into Star Trek, uh, Because, but I've never seen any of it. I've seen every episode of the original series at least a dozen times. It was the that thing that I was, I was, I was growing up. My grandmother, um, my mom's mom and dad, my grandmother and grandfather collected um, these Star Trek, you know, action figures, but then they were sort of like dolls, and they've maintain the fact they're worth quite a bit of money um and so i have all sorts of star trek stuff because they would give me those and they made me want to watch the show the next generation was good um i I didn't watch all of it and then deep space nine everything fell off the cliff for me and so i stopped watching star trek and have not picked any of it back up but 
Um, I'd probably say 60% of the next generation and the original Star Trek I, I'm pretty knowledgeable on. If you want to start somewhere, um, I would recommend watching the original films all the way through, one through seven. And then there's the crossover film where Kirk and Picard are in the same film. Um, and then when you go back and watch the television show, you realize how far the, the movies have come, but you've gotten to know the characters a little bit enough in a, in a specific context. But that's a good example of The Wrath of Khan, which I think is Star Trek Four, brings up a character from the series that was introduced in the series. And so it's a it's a... They were like, this character was so good, we have to make a movie about him. Um, so there's there's a lot there that you really ought to think about getting access to. But you you will not find that you – well, you will find, um, you know, William Shatner off-putting. Um, his, his acting Shatner style is – Off-putting? <laughs> what are you talking something about? Something else at this point <laughs> in life. Uh, I don't but know. at the time – was pretty cool. So if if you get past that, you're all right. Okay, so we're Kevin, moving take on. Your shot. Kevin, take your shot. Oh, that's right, because you chose And I believe wrong. I'm up next. Nope, I'm up next. No, Kevin's up next. Baloney. Fine. Ah, some things are not meant to be taken as shots. Uh, Excuse me while I get a swig of water. <laughs> Jacob could have said anything. I, I I probably would have picked him just to see that reaction. That's so. fine. That's fine. We'll do it again. <laughs> wow. Um, I thought I made a great argument for you Sherlock. Did. You, you did. did. You did. You picked a good thing. But again, it was sort of cheating because of the sample size. Okay. Here's what we're doing. <laughs> this is all. Kevin this was almost everything. a doctor. This is almost a Doctor K story time. But um, I'm I'm bringing it into nerd debate them. So, um, like Flynn, I have a a, a toddler at home. So I watch a lot of crappy kids' cartoons, and I, you know, every now and then find one that I'm like, okay, can I get into this a little bit? And Disney really helps. And if Disney could just please keep releasing pretty well-done animated movies for free without premiere access, it'd be just amazing. Um, but I also have HBO Max. And so recently a movie came out called Space Jam, A New Legacy. And for the last three years since I've heard this movie was being produced, I have been furious because I hate LeBron James. I understand he's a tremendous athlete. I understand that he's among the best players ever to play the game and that he is a freak of nature. Um, but I also think that he is among the worst in terms of um, – I, I just I hate players who bounce around the way that he has done – and the way he lets fan bases down over and over and over again and how he's so celebrated drives me insane. So I can't stand the guy. And we, we all know how I feel about reboots and sequels. So essentially, Space Jam A New Legacy is both reboot and sequel and starring LeBron James. And so I was pretty much destined to hate this movie. Um, <laughs> I'm destined then, to love it. <laughs> and then it turned into a two-and-a-half-hour-long commercial for HBO. Um, it's like so many Game of Thrones references, so many, you know, and I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but it's just it's a walking, like, Family Guy episode where there's random, you know, uh, shout-outs to other things in history that happened. But, like, if you grew up after, you know, 2000, you don't get any of the references in this movie, especially any of those that have to do with the Looney Tunes, and especially any of those that had to do with the original Space Jam. Space Jam had its own song, and the song isn't in the movie. Um, it's just well, it's hot garbage. The 
the artist is problematic. So, R. Kelly. R. Kelly did not write Space Jam. He R. Kelly wrote, I, I believe I can fly. Yeah, okay. yeah, don't come at me with this anyway. nonsense, Flynn. You sit there and listen. So here's what I have to say. <laughs> Sorry about interrupting your diatribe. Go on. Space Jam, A New Legacy, is hot garbage. And if you haven't watched it yet, save yourself the time because your kid won't like it and you won't like it, and it's bad. And, you know, it's bad, start to finish. But um, it did get me thinking. Could, could my LeBron James hatred have swayed this too much where I was never going to like it? It's possible. I'm Probably. A, you know, I'm a pretty set-in-my-ways kind of gent. So I started thinking about other sports. And, you know, the question I have posed to these two is I want you to pitch me a new sports movie sequel. Um, I want you to take a current athlete, I don't care what sport it is, and pitch me a movie that is a sequel or reboot of a classic sports movie, and classic really meaning not released in the last three to five years in, in the sense that Space Jam, the original, is a classic in my mind, though it might not appear on the cla- you know, as a, in the classics to those who are purists. But, you know, think about a sports movie and grab a, grab a current athlete, place them as the main character in that sports movie, and pitch, pitch it to me as if it's something I should go see and enjoy. I don't care who goes first. Um, you've had ample time. Go. All right, I'm going to take this one then. Uh, since Flynn looks doesn't look very confident, uh, so <laughs> uh, <laughs> I I uh, first off I just got to say that the movie that I'm going to pitch to you is one of my favorite movies of all time. And if you come at me with this movie and say that it sucks, I'm gonna be I'm gonna leave the podcast forever. But anyways, uh, I'd like to see a sequel to the Replacements, which stars Gene Hackman and Keanu Reeves. Uh, and kind of mimics loosely the um, 1987 NFL strike. Um, but I'd like to see a sequel of The Replacements. And instead of Shane Falco uh, or uh, a Shane Falco type leading um, the uh, whatever the Washington Sentinels team or whatever team it is, uh, I want to put Tom Brady in there. <laughs> as coming back in like they bring him out of like a retirement home and he he becomes the replacement for a team and ends up taking them to the Super Bowl and wins the whole thing. I know that doesn't happen in the replacements movie. I know it's much more played down, but I just feel like Tom Brady subbing out for Keanu Reeves would be hilarious because Tom Brady I'm pretty sure is almost the same age as Keanu Reeves. Might be older. So Tom, so <laughs> Shane Shane Falco never made it to the pros because he had one horrible performance in the Sugar Bowl that made him so undraftable by any team. He ended up quitting and becoming a guy that cleans boats for the rest of his life. Yep. And then he gets called out, you know, by Gene Hackman when he takes over to coach as a replacement player. And in your mind, a guy who I also hate, Tom Brady, but but is unarguably the most successful quarterback <laughs> yep. of all time with the irony six is rings. To me. You're saying 
this person is a good comparison to a person who never made it pro. So the most successful quarterback of all time comes out of retirement, leads him to another Super Bowl, and the guy who failed a college bowl game and then never made it pro, that's the same movie? That's a yep. good sequel comparison? Yep. yep, that's what I'm saying. The replacements is amazing. Be, yeah. I, I can't see Flynn saying anything that loses him this debate. <laughs> but okay, Flynn, give it your best shot. All right. Air Bud, but it's Fiona the Hippo. I can't <laughs> wait to hear it. Well, you took mine. Uh, um, <laughs> okay, picture this. Jacob deGrom is about to pitch Game 7 of the World Series. He is the ERA leader. I pictured, as a Mets fan, I pictured it many times. Yes. So one of the best pitchers, possibly the best pitcher in the MLB, is about to pitch Game 7 of the World Series. However, his second love in life, which is really his first love, you know, he does, he does baseball for a job, but he loves to cook. He is a great <laughs> chef. And so he... <laughs> He has entered. He has entered into a cooking competition, uh, which pays out one million dollars. And so it is on the same night as the Game Seven of the World Series. And so he has to choose between if he wants to play baseball or if he wants to go follow his passion and follow the cooking competition um, for a million dollars. And so it's a movie about his dilemma and how he will make both work because they are both super important to him. It's called DeGrom's Million Dollar Cook-Off. So I hate Bobby Flay. You can win this by choosing. You can choose one Food Network star to co-star with DeGrom in this. Who do you choose? Giada de Laurentiis. Oh, that's a great choice. That's yeah. a great choice. She's, she, she's obviously married to DeGrom. That makes it really tough. Um, Wait a minute. Is this, the, Flynn, is this movie the sequel to the greatest decom of all time? Yes, 100%. <laughs> all right, so with that nonsense comment, Pretty wins. Um, <laughs> pretty just Come blew on, him a softball. No, I, no. <laughs> No. First of all, you should have said Guy Fieri because Guy would have been great um, and is a fraternity feel, brother of ours. I feel like you're annoyed by Guy Fieri. No, I, 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 so first of all, I definitely am annoyed by Guy Fieri, but he's a fraternity brother of ours, and, and yeah. he, you know, he went to, uh, his son went to the University of Las Vegas, UNLV, and, and is an ATO, and I spoke there a couple of years ago, um, and his son was in the, the audience of, you know, like four or five hundred students that were there, and I, I don't... I never got to meet him, but I did take a picture with a bunch of the ATOs, and and it was a good time. But I'll tell you, um, uh, I'm so offended by the fact that I, I asked you to choose a sports movie, and, and you went with Eddie's Million Dollar Cook-Off. You do get bonus points for the callback and the creativity. It makes me wish Huffcamp was here so much, because <laughs> Huffcamp, because... Pretty said the stupidest thing I've ever heard, and then Flynn made me mad, um, and Pretty helped okay. that happen. So in this case, I won that. In, I, in, in this my case, head, I won that. No, sh- shut your mouth. Sh- shut your mouth. In this case, you both lost, but I'm trying to decide who I want to take the shot of the thing in front of them. And Flynn's got 110 proof moonshine, and Pretty's got some grapefruit nonsense. So uh, Pretty wins specifically because I want Flynn to drink. But you're both terrible. Okay. But, like, the irony of, like, you know, 
No. Tom Brady. Who, Tom Brady wasn't, you know, zip, people zip, passed zip on it. him. People passed zip on him, and now zip he's it. he's zip the goat. It. Now he's the Zippy goat. Zippy long stockings. Zip it. No. Oof. Mm. Oh. How are you feeling, Flynn? It's pretty good, huh? Yeah, I put some more hair, hair on my chest. That, was there room? Yeah, I need more hair on my head. <laughs> just, yeah, just I, pour I the moonshine on your head. It's like hair tonic, it'll work. Yeah. Um, okay, pretty. What is the mystery debate Flynn and I are doing for you? So, <laughs> so real quick, I, I got to give another shout out to the replacements because that movie just amazing, truly amazing. I mean, I don't know. I love watching that movie. Kevin, we didn't let Jacob win both of these. This is awful. Hope Camp needs to come back. I, again, I think we chose him maliciously both times. <laughs> I don't think any of us wanted to. Um, but no, yeah, sure. No, I chose him for real. You should have chosen me, though. You're Whatever. Hot, you're All right, my, so here my we movie go. would be garbage, great. Bro. That movie, I, I want to make that movie, actually. Go for it. All right, so uh, my mystery topic. Uh, since... When, you know, Hove Camp's here, he likes to be like, oh, I don't know anything about that, uh, blah, 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 I'm not going to chime in. Uh, but you all both know and have seen Power Rangers before, uh, and sharing my nerddom with that, sure. uh, at least to some extent. So yep. uh, I have to ask a qualifier first so I can curb my nerd question in the most appropriate way. Um, at what, what was the last uh, Power Rangers that you watched as a, as a ute? Ute. Okay. Turbo, Turbo Turbo was where I got off the boat. It was original, then Ninja, then the one with all the alien like shapes, like it was a star, and the other guy had the diamond, and the other guy was whatever. Zio. And then I Zio. think Turbo happened, and and I was like, I'm out. I I the show I believe was only I only really watched Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, um, but the last movie I saw was with the Ooze. Um, Ivan News. Ivan News. I watched yeah. the I watched the hot garbage movie that came out a couple years ago. Um, oh that, that was, was good. That was not. It yeah. was not. I'm saying good. good as in like, oh, that yeah, was good. No, that, that's sarcasm. It was, it was not. Okay, so my nerd debate topic then, um, since we're we're kind of in the earlier genre of Power Rangers, which is fine. I want you to uh, give me your top three Rangers. Uh, if you can name them by their actual character name, that's awesome. If you can't and you just have to reference colors, that's fine. Uh, but give me your top three rangers of any of the ones that you've seen. Uh, I want to know who are the, the, the most dynamic, most powerful, like what you thought were the best, who brought the best aspects to the team. Uh, done. Um, I think my answer is um, Tommy. Green Ranger, Tommy White Ranger, and uh, Kimberly Pink Ranger, played by Amy Jo Johnson, because if I'm picking uh, three, she is on my list every damn time. Susie <laughs> Q, I love you. That was really good. That was very nice. Can I pick Zordon? No, he's not a Power Ranger. Okay, fine. Um, this could not be more simple. <laughs> Um, I gotta pick uh, Trini, the the Yellow Ranger, um, with the saber tooth tiger. Uh, oh yeah, that that's that's pretty pretty badass. Um, I've already mentioned Kimberly, the Pink Ranger, before, um, and how how awesome she is. Um, and then I mean I I always loved Jason. Um, he's the leader. You know he, he's he's the the Power Ranger, the Red Ranger. He he is the guy. So it's those three. 
if I if you're making me not choose Tommy twice, uh, I just want to bring up that Flynn left Zach off his list, and Zach is the the third best Power Ranger human. Uh, it goes Tommy, Kimberly, Zach. Zach, the Black Ranger, is amazing. Um, was not only one of the best characters, but was a phenomenal ranger. Um, you know, Mastodon had the axe, yeah. was phenomenal, yeah. um, and was really the, the the pivotal leader when creating the giant weapon. So, like, not the Megazord, but the weapon made of all the individual weapons. Yeah, without the, the axe, you, you can't the, yeah. you can't do it. That's good, so, it's a good point, but you so, don't you don't get credit for that argument because you didn't choose him. No, it's okay. I chose Tommy twice, and that was the right answer. Um, but, I don't know. You could have chose Tommy three times. Actually, you could have chose Tommy like six times. Uh, what's his name? Jason David Frank or whatever his name is has played like six different versions of Tommy in Power Rangers. No, but Anyways. I chose the, the correct two. Uh, you did. Oh, man, this is tough. This is really tough because no, Kevin. No, it's not. No, it's not. No, those. I'm right. Especially when 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 Tommy and Kimberly make or well, it's Jason and Kimberly make the the cameo appearance in Turbo. And then you get the re- reunion of Tommy and Kimberly, and oh, but Flynn throwing in Jason and Trini. Mm. I think I gotta go with uh, I gotta go with Kevin on this one. Thank you. Oh, that's so stupid. <laughs> uh, Sorry, Flynn. Sorry. I already I already closed up my jar uh, of 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 preemptively preemptively thinking that I was going to win that argument. If if either of you would have mentioned uh, TJ, who was the Red Ranger in Turbo, I would have given you the win right there. He was my favorite. Um, Also, can't remember that far. That's fine. I watched Power Rangers probably way longer than I should we, have. So, so so Jacob and I, when we were orientation leaders together, um, we didn't live together, mm. but Jacob constantly had Power Rangers on in his room. Like you could just it was on in. Netflix. Jacob just wouldn't be there, but Netflix would be playing Power Rangers, like just just out of habit. It's like, oh, <laughs> it you're going to watch this now, right? Uh, so, yeah, I mean, that was, what, 20... 20- 13 2012 something like that yeah um, it was it was a great thing to just kind of leave on and you know it's like i could get work done and be like oh hey that i remember that episode it was cool all right let me take this shot while he's taking a shot of 110 proof moonshine i i, I want to say i've i switched to i finished the uh rye thing that that colin gave me and i've switched to jefferson's small batch um I like this so much better. Bourbon is so much better than rye. Um, See, I would disagree. Is, I don't. I don't love Jefferson's. I switched to this Trader Joe's, um, and I would put it on the same tier as the uh, the White Label Evan Williams really? or the um, Old Granddad One Fourteen. However, what, it is what's it the is proof? The, for uh, ninety. So it's a little lower, a little lower. Um, so it's on the same tier, but like. I would obviously take those two ahead of it. So it's right there. It, it's same quality-ish. Um, so you've chosen Old Granddad Bonded, and you're saying that Old Granddad Bonded is better than Evan Williams. What I heard you just say is Old Granddad 114 is in that same tier. So oh, for, no, for sorry, you, I meant Bonded. I meant Bonded, my bad. Okay, the, okay. So those those two, the Bonded uh, and then the um, Evan Williams white label, it's it's around that around okay. quality for that. Um, okay, so it's good. I, I, it is I think one fourteen is much. I, I think one fourteen is much better than. Oh bonded. yeah, it's oh, for, right, sure, right, for sure. For right. sure. Um, so this this is worth the fifteen dollars that you will pay. I would probably pay twenty for it. Um, I'm not going to go out of my That's way good. to get it, but it's 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 solid. It is. Is it solid. better than Cooper's Craft? 
it is not better than Cooper's Craft. I mean, there's there's the ticket right there though, Flynn, and she said you would not go out of your way to get it. And from what I've from what I know of just my own experience with Trader Joe's as well as others, they have things that people are like, Oh, you gotta get the Trader Joe's this, but you gotta go out of your way to get it. Trader yeah. Joe's is always uh, and more likely than not, most of the time it's it's not always the most pleasant experience because there's usually a crazy long line. Yeah, and it's in I the went there. I went there wherever. for two things today. I, I I packed my lunch. I packed a salad, and I just instead decided to get Chipotle. Um, and so I, on my way back from Chipotle, I stopped at Trader Joe's, and, I, and there was two things. things that I've been. No, there's two things that I was uh, recommended: the Trader Joe's bourbon, as well as the dark chocolate peanut butter cups. And those were phenomenal. And so I brought those back, handed them out to, to some of the coworkers. I know Kevin doesn't like dessert, so I didn't give him one. Um, but th- those are <laughs> phenomenal. I, I ate what, half the bag. What bourbon did you bring to the trip we went on to Chicago? Uh, it was... The 100 Proof Bottled and uh, Bond. Old Forester. Old Forester. Yeah. So that's a $20 bottle. Would yeah. you, would you, is Old Forester as a $20 bottle ahead of this bourbon or behind yes. this bourbon? yes. So where I, do you should, where do you put Cooper's Craft and Old Old Forester Bottled and Bond? Those are both exactly twenty dollars. Um, I would put those. So I, I should say okay, those are in the same tier. I I would no, say no, no. with if you had to pick one or the other, they're exactly twenty dollars. Which one is better? Old Forester. I think so too. Um, the the hundred proof or hundred and ten proof or whatever Cooper's Craft is really good, but it's like twenty eight dollars. So I I would choose to go Old Forester hundred proof. Yeah, it, it, it's a hundred. It's a hundred proof um, because it's bonded and and. I don't. I don't usually tend to to buy bourbons that are less than a hundred proof. Yeah, I like the higher proof things. So this ninety proof is fine, but you know I, I, I tend to go over a hundred. Helpful. All right, so that was a good nerd debate. It was. Flynn it was took good. two shots of moonshine. You were both idiots most of the time. I and won. we got to show some love great. towards you know. The Pink Ranger and Tommy and, you know, Amy Jo Johnson, who is just awesome. And the greatest decom of all time. I wonder what she's doing. Can we get her can we get her on the on the pod? Amy Jo Johnson? Looked, I don't think she's I'll on Cameo. Um, <laughs> but it'd be great. If she's on Cameo, I'd pay hundreds of dollars to get her, her to, to, we, to promote we, the we pod. Publish, can we publish a Cameo uh, on our podcast? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Once you once you buy a cameo, you can do whatever you want with it. Actually, let me just say, cameo. If you're listening, this is free advertising for you. So send us some money. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna get on cameo to see if anyone wants any. Uh... <laughs> uh, Amy Jo Johnson oh, you're, you're is gonna... on cameo. Is she really? How much is yeah. it? Yeah. I don't know. It doesn't give you the price unless. It does. Oh, never mind. Yeah, it does. A uh, hundred bucks. Really? Yeah. All right. That's nothing for cameo. <laughs> um... Okay, well, get get ready for our next episode. Amy Jo Johnson is doing the intro. I can't wait. So let's have some listener questions, Flynn. <laughs> All right, that takes us into listener questions. Insert that awkward drop that I uh, voiced live on the pod a couple episodes ago. Listener questions. So these That's are not the necessarily drop. listener questions, per se. These are questions that I have found on the interwebs. Um, that I thought would be good for us to discuss. Um, they're random, uh, just like what we like to do. Um, so we'll just go through these kind of rapid fire. If we, if we want to go on long tangents, we can as well, Kevin. Um, but what we you know, do, that's what Kevin does. Um, Who we are. So I found this question. Help. <laughs> no, I've been, I've been cursed by a wizard. 
to only say one short phrase for my entire life, but I get to choose what that is. What should that phrase be? Uh, define short phrase. I would say less than five words. Five or less. How can I help you? That's five words. I, there's a great quote by Charles Schultz, Charles Schultz the, the, uh, the uh, creator of Peanuts, which, uh, where he says, few people are successful unless others want them to be. One of the things that's great about, you know, that I would give any advice to young professionals is do your job and then do as much as you can outside of your job to help the other people that you work with. And you will go far and you will go far quickly. Um, how can I help you if I could only say five words, you know, for my team at, at where I work, for my friends, for my family? I hope they would agree that one of the things I live by is helping them achieve whatever goals they have um, as a servant leader. So how can I help you would be the five-word answer I would give. If I had a backup, it would be, may I please have bourbon? That's my backup. <laughs> also five words. Wow, Kevin, that was so. I went deep. And... That was a very so so. Jeez. So so, so yeah, the whole the whole time I was I was uh, I was I wasn't even listening because the whole time <laughs> it was, it was so in my genuine. head. No, so the whole time you were talking, I was like, "This is exactly how Ted Mosby would answer this question." <laughs> Just like a ridiculous, stupid question that he quotes some author and then goes on a long tangent. So. Take that as you will. That is the that is the character I am most embarrassed to say I'm probably the most like in all of television <laughs> history. Um, Tez, that, Ted Mosby, yeah. architect. Um, with Mosby. my hip, hip holster black bear I wore in college and the earrings that I had for so long. You were pulling them off. I was pulling them off. But I really, really wasn't. <laughs> uh speaking of those those earrings i'm trying to remember kevin on one of my social media profiles my profile picture is me doing some pose that when i i had sunglasses on and someone's like oh you're doing the kevin reynolds yeah it was julia <laughs> fleischer uh friend friend of us but not friend of the pod said you are so much like kevin reynolds in this moment and i remember you being like i take that as a compliment and i was like don't <laughs> <laughs> don't take it as a compliment. Anyways, so, it's right. still well, my that was my long answer. Go ahead. I think that was uh, a good. That was a good answer. That was a good answer. I think Jacob, do you have any answers to this? I was just gonna say there's something real dumb like, "Hey, how's it going?" Because that could be like so many things like, "Hey, how's it going?" or "Hey, how's it going?" or "Hey, how's it going?" You know. Quick, quick shout out to um, Dexter's Laboratory uh, because. Omelette du flamage. Omelette du flamage, which is French for cheese omelette, omelet, um, could also work. <laughs> According to that show, you could really have a good experience in life. You get a whole episode. If, if the only thing you can say is omelette du flamage. So I did not ex walk in tonight expecting to quote Dexter's Laboratory, but I'm pretty happy it happened. So Nicely done. Nicely Thank done. You. So here's another question for you. How do I become a morning person? <laughs> Oh, I'll take this one. <laughs> Go for it, bro. Yeah, I'm not. So I'm, I, I, I can't answer that. So I'm not a morning person whatsoever. Uh, but uh, I have been scheduled recently for work uh, regularly early in the morning. Which is? Shout out to someone's uh, wife here. 
What is early in the morning? Uh, it's like be there at seven. Okay. All right. That's early. Do you do you consider I'm that just early? Saying, well, I do, but there are farmers who would be like, I've been working for three hours by the time right. you had oh, early. Oh, for sure. Yeah. But not us. Oh, yeah. But no, not no, no, us. No. no, no. Hey, I'm there. <laughs> I mean, I'm many, many times when, because I'm very much a night owl. Like, I can eat, I actually probably get most of my, like, best work done between the hours of, like, 10 p.m. and 1 a.m. And... So, like, there's there's been many a nights where I've just kind of, like, you know, kept going, and then I'm like, oh, hey, uh, it's, like, 3.30 in the morning. There's some monks right now probably getting up for, like, morning prayer or something. I don't know. That's just something that I think of. But how to become a morning person, um, or at least my attempt at it, is uh, <laughs> you, uh, <laughs> you just get up and... Um, find some way to to make yourself some coffee i do a lot of shortcuts in the morning i do so many shortcuts uh especially on mornings where i got to get up early like i'll shower at night the night before and then like already have like i i do this weird thing where i'll go ahead no, and put my wallet no. and my keys in my pockets no. of the pants that no. i'm gonna wear no. no and i just pull them on and uh i go i can't i can't wait for you to have kids because <laughs> all the things you're talking about, I do my best work between 10, a. 10 p.m. and 1 a.m. Bro, uh, you, you're going to be a zombie. Um, <laughs> because, I mean, my world is get home from work, grab the kid, come home, do everything. And it's like he goes to bed at 8. And at 8.15, I come down and I'm like, I can't do anything else. Like when we yeah. do this at night, I'm like, this is the most thinking I can do, and the only reason I'm able to do it is I'm allowed to drink bourbon while we're doing it. Yeah, I work with this other company, and every third Thursday of the month, we have a meeting at 8 p.m., and I'm like, I, they try to talk about work and do professional development, and I'm so grateful that the company's doing this for us, but the whole time there, I'm like, I could be watching garbage television with a bourbon in my hand. And by the time this is done at 9.30, I'm going to be getting ready for bed here in the next couple hours. I don't typically go down till 11, 11.30, but it doesn't mean I don't stop thinking and functioning completely at 10 o'clock. After 10 o'clock, I can do nothing. I bought uh, an exercise bike because I wanted to start getting back in shape. I really, I used to always love doing spin classes and things. So I thought I can't afford a Peloton. I'll buy the Peloton app or I'll buy just a YouTube. I'll just go to YouTube and watch spin classes and do this. And I'll do it after everybody goes to bed. My wife and kid are both down at nine 30 and I can do it at night, uh, because I will not get up in the morning to do it. And at 9.30, every night I look at this damn bike and like, oh, I'll do that tomorrow. And so it's just <laughs> sitting in my house and because I'm not going to get up and, and run or walk or do whatever. Um, how do I become a morning person? Have a job that pays a ton of money that forces it. I'm able to get to work at 8.30 now and do well. If I had to be there at 7, I would do it. Uh, and I would do it well. If I had to be there at 6.30, I would do it and do it well. If I had to be there at 6 a.m., I would quit. But I think the um, 
I think that, like, I remember being an orientation leader. I mean, oh, you guys yeah, were both yeah. orientation leaders, right? You got to be up yeah. and ready to go at 6.30 in the morning. Yeah. And I was always the first up. You have to be, like, up. in your face ecstatic oh, yeah. at 6.30 in the morning. You're Mr. Bubble Sunshine yeah. at 6.30 in the morning. Uh, I was always up awful. first out of all the OLs, and I would run around, wake everybody up, be Mr. Energy. Because once I had a reason to be on, I was on. But I couldn't do that every day. It was like two days a week or three days a week. But I couldn't do it every day. I can't become a morning person. I hate it. So, so I have much. heard a tip on how to become a morning person is drink a lot of water at night. And then when you wake up in the morning, you'll have to pee. And so you stand up to pee and then you're up. Nope. But I'm no. I, I go pee and then just immediately fall back asleep. Like on the way back to the bed can fall back asleep. Yeah. So I. That doesn't work. Um, can, can confirm, having yeah. shared a room with Flynn for a couple of days last week. Yeah. We both get up in the middle of the night and go pee. Neither of us turns on any lights, <laughs> makes any noise. I don't know about you, Flynn. My eyes don't open a no. time. They don't no. open at all. I know exactly how to get to the toilet and back to my bed and while like asleep. And, like, our bedroom, like, the we don't – like, we have a bunch of windows in our bedroom and, and terrible Wait, you're, blinds. Yours and Kevin's? Yeah, our yeah, me and Ke- yeah. So, oh. so when Kevin and oh, I were sharing the king bed, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, no, Lauren and I have a a very lit bedroom. Like if if all <laughs> yeah. the lights are off, it's lit. Bro. It's lit, fam. It's lit. Uh, it's bro. off the chain. So, so <laughs> when all of the lights are off, but it's sunlight outside, our bedroom is bright. And so, I mean, when the sun rises, the lights are on. Um, and also, there's a tree right outside our our bedroom window. And the birds start chirping at like 5.30. And so Lauren wakes up to that and she gets annoyed. Me, I don't even notice. I, I, morning Flynn is a different person than, than awake Flynn. So like, I, I have all of these plans to go to the gym or, or get up and, and do, do productive things. But when I wake up, I'm like, nope. You don't have to do that at all. So it, it, morning me is a different... I, I don't know how to become a, uh, a morning person, so if you're trying to listen to our podcast and find that out, I don't think you got the answer. Not Why are you listening to us for advice? Also, can confirm about Flynn not being a morning person because there was definitely a time that I was like, oh, I'm going to make waffles for everyone over at Kevin's house, and I like show up at your house, and okay. Lauren's like, yeah... Okay. Uh, Flynn's not coming. That was a little different. That wasn't me that was being after not a, long a morning night. person. That, that was, was a long That was me night. staying up till three in the morning drinking with people and being way too hungover to even eat waffles. So, yeah, that's... The best thing in the morning that morning was I'm taking Declan over to Kevin's house. I'm like, yes, do that, please. All do right, we have one, more, one question. more question? One more question. What is your favorite way to eat bread? Whew. Okay, so... Uh, I have new thoughts about this because so, uh, recently, um, Kat and I both are kind of trying to cut out, like not cut out all bread, but just cut out, you know, some gluten and stuff. Um, so I've kind of, I've begun to savor and appreciate my moments with bread. Um, so my favorite way to eat bread is when you've got like a fresh, uh, you, you mostly get this at like, um, like, uh, Italian restaurants or, um places where you uh, you know they bake something fresh you got a fresh loaf you pull it off and you dip it in a little bit of olive oil with some parmesan and some black pepper that is the best way to eat bread that was my gut reaction was uh you know i'm italian and 
bread's a big part of our culture, and so is, you know, I would think, I don't think I agree that Parmesan cheese needs to be in there. I, I like more peppers and spices and things, but, but same sort of thing. Um, but out of all experiences with bread, I'm not counting pizza dough because that's different. But of all experiences with bread, I think whether you want to call it bruschetta or bruschetta, um, a sort of tomato salad with balsamic and olive oil and spices mixed together that you put on top of like a crostini, that I could eat that every day and never get tired of it. It's so good. That's, I think the first time I was like, I'm a food person, was at Rocky's Italian Grill in New Albany or Jeffersonville, Indiana, right across the river in Louisville. And you could sit in this, yeah, yeah, it's the place is gone now for, I have no idea why. Um, Because, you know, Buckhead's Grill is still alive next door and that place is trash and Rocky's is closed and Rocky's was amazing. Um, but that appetizer dish was where I was like, that's exactly what I was thinking of, Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. That right? exact like restaurant dish. Yep. But you know, Flynn and I were at an Italian place last week when we were in, in Lombard, Illinois and we had bruschetta and it was very good. And, and I make it all the time. And it's very good. That is probably my favorite way to use bread as vessel. And I'll, I'll, t- I'll tell you this. I, I, I have, am of the opinion that bread should be soft. So bruschetta doesn't do it for me. Um, my favorite way to eat bread um, would be a, a, a loaf of bread that has a, a good crust, but also is very soft, um, but with some cheese, some, some like softer cheese, maybe blue cheese or... Um, like an herb cheese or something like that. I like a warm bread, but not a toasted bread, if that makes so sense. Like, so like French bread, which is hard-crusted but soft in the middle. Is that okay with you or not? As long as the crust isn't too hard. Like when you go to Panera and they're like, do you want the French bread baguette? That, that is bag- good. I, li- I like that because it's not crunchy. It, it, it's it's like a hard crust, hard. but it's it, but it's not crunchy, and that, I, I don't really want bread to be crunchy. So when I t- when I when when I get a toasted bagel at Panera, I I usually don't get it toasted because they toast it too much. Because I like it to be warm, but I don't like it to be crunchy. And so usually I'll toast it myself, make it a little warm, maybe even put it in the microwave um, for uh, like a, a couple seconds just to warm it up. But that that's how I like bread. Okay. Uh, to close the segment, I just want to say shout out Jesus Christ, bread of life. Um, anything else that we want to talk about, uh, or are we moving on to hot toddy taste? <laughs> I think we're good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Jacob, right, do you want so, to transition yeah, us? <laughs> yeah, we've got, I don't know how to segue from that. Uh, talking about things that are, that are hot. Like hot bread, we've got hot toddy takes. Good try. So this is uh this is yeah. this is where yeah I tried it didn't work. This no. is a uh, insert drop. Hot toddy takes. 
this is a segment where we uh, we bring forth uh, our opinions, um, which we found out that uh, people like to tell us how wrong we are on things, uh, and they get the really time. kind of heated and intense about it. Um, so this is a segment specifically devoted. Uh, point point of note is that when people have told us <laughs> that we're wrong, it's been about how we rank things. Um, so this is a segment that we like to bring back from time to time, specifically for here's things that you can get mad at us for, and nobody really does because I guess all of our our t- oh, I, hot toddy uh, takes are I, kind I dis- of I disagree. Lukewarm. I have heard from several people yeah. about other hot toddy takes about some things, and mm. many people in my life have talked to me about Wendy's, um, <laughs> and it has come up several times. But okay, I so hot to- and so hot toddy takes, and I think tonight. What we've said we're going to try to focus on are things that are that we believe overrated. Are consensus overrated? Not consensus. No, like people consensus think it's rated greatly, and we think Look, is in fact overrated. Flint, here's the important thing to know: is that like Kevin uh, thinks that everything he thinks is what the majority of people That's also true. think. He does think that. So, mm-hmm. no, 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 no. That is not true. I think the majority of humanity are idiots. What I think is what people should think. It's not what most people do think. That is a very important distinction we need to make. When I'm talking on here, I am not suggesting that everyone agrees with me. I'm suggesting that everyone should. Kevin's very humble if everyone knows. Uh, So I I have one. Uh, Going back to our bread conversation. (laughs) um, Bread is a good carb. I enjoy eating bread. Potatoes are good carbs. I enjoy eating potatoes. If you said you, if you said Flynn, you can't have pasta ever again, I'd be totally okay with it. You shut your damn mouth. Are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> are you I, kidding me? I could. Uh, so I, I, I often, if if there are pasta dishes that like you have to put it together yourself or whatever, I often just skip the pasta part and just put like the sauce or whatever on on whatever meat or meatballs or whatever. No. Okay, real talk. Is this And get extra bread. Is this some intern like, like okay. Is this some internalized thing where you're like I mean you you were on a weight loss journey for a long time and you were wanting to you were wanting to like lose some weight and become more healthy and all this stuff and you started running a lot more. Like is this a health thing, weight loss thing or is this really what you think? This is really what I think. This is as baffling to me as your steak take because I yeah it's I not would, a health thing it's not a health I would, thing I I, I would eat it, pasta it is beneficial I would eat pasta for three meals a day no and never get tired of it you could take bread and potatoes away from me entirely Mm-mm. and say pasta is your only vessel for anything and I'd be thrilled with it I like pasta every single way are ask you Lauren, kidding ask Lauren she she loves pasta too yeah and 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 whenever she cooks we have pasta. Um, but Same. she all like like so when so she made spaghetti and meatball or spaghetti and and fake meatballs. <laughs> I was gonna um, say really. <laughs> uh, and instead of pasta, Imposs- she, impossible. It, 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 <laughs> true. Uh, nice one. Uh, instead of uh, regular pasta, which she and Declan ate, she made me spaghetti squash or spaghetti pasta, spaghetti squash. Um, Spaghetti squash sucks. No, it's not. Yeah, spaghetti squash is so good. I would rather, and and for health reasons, that's good. But also, I'd rather eat it. Like I've had zoodles, and that's fine. 
but I'm only doing it because of the health reasons. No. Zoodles suck. Uh, spaghetti squash is hot. Tri- uh, come on. I think spaghetti squash is good. Like it's mac good and cheese. Mac and cheese is overrated. Um, Whoa. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Hold on. Yeah. You're crossing if, some lines here. Sometimes I'll opt to get the mac and cheese. If, if you it's disrespect a good the blue box in my in my presence, I, I will fight you, sir. No. If it's if it's instant mac and cheese, I will absolutely not eat it. Like okay, that's well, not, blue box that's mac and cheese is not instant. <laughs> I take back Flynn every time I've ever brought you Keystone's mac and cheese. I take I've, it back. I've never eaten it. You've never brought it to me. Whenever you say I'm getting Keystone, I get something else. I will not get Keystone mac and cheese because I don't like mac and cheese. It's not a meal. Like that's that's a side dish that is a couple bites. Okay. I will, I will say this. Four years ago or three years ago, he did come to New Year's Eve after eating at Keystone and put his leftover Keystone in my fridge, and it's still there. So I think it, I think he was bringing me Keystone mac and cheese, but I also didn't eat it. But that's not because I don't like Keystone mac and cheese, because Keystone's great. I just wasn't sure if it was for me or not, because yeah, it wasn't I'll specified. Eat, like, like, I'll eat a bite or two, but I cannot have a pasta dish for my meal like i, I don't I, know I how to help you it. when you come to my house to eat i'm just gonna feed your wife because <laughs> you don't like steak and pasta and those are my two favorite things ever <laughs> i will eat it if it's presented and i will i know you it. will but i i you know i want you to enjoy pasta it, salad is the best anymore. pasta dish out there that's another shut hot take. your damn mouth <laughs> wait a minute so hold on, you like like the cold pasta salad? Yeah, cold like pasta that? salads. So I don't necessarily like love it. I'm not gonna seek it out, but if it's there, I'll I'll actually get pasta. Like Cat makes a really good pasta salad, and I'll eat that. Oh, uh, shout out, pasta Kat. salad is is much better than mac and cheese. Okay, I a quick sidebar on that. So uh, because there's been there was at least one time where. Cat made a pasta salad, but like she didn't communicate to anyone ahead of time. And Kristen also made a pasta salad, and it, there was just an abundance of pasta salad. It was let's like, be clear. I loved Kat, it. Cat made it a great. pasta salad. Kristen bought the 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 pasta salad that comes in a box, Caesar version that we love, and brought that to the event. So let's just be like, there's a difference between saying I made pasta salad. And I brought pasta salad. So they both, they both have I'm sure it was delicious, Kristen. I made it. Like, Uh, I mean, don't give her the credit. I made it. But if you don't chop your own vegetables and add your own dressing and do whatever, you have not made pasta salad. You have brought something that was predetermined in the, you know, in the the aisle at Kroger that says, like, dinners. (laughs) You go down it and you pick that thing. If you don't do anything to it, that's, you know, but, you know, that, that did happen. And we both brought pasta salads, and they were both delicious. The pasta salad's amazing. It's, it is great. You know, if we were to, this podcast is ranked on pastas, for me, it's like number six out of ten on the list. It's fine. It's not in top five. <laughs> Flynn's an idiot, but okay. Wait, Kevin, I think what's it's number not, one? Rigatoni? Well, well, you got to be really careful there. One through five are almost in the same tier together. For me, there's a difference in pasta noodles. super serious. Well, this is important, and let's not get this mixed up. His question, his question has multiple parts. Are you talking about pasta noodle shape, pasta sauce option, pasta dish? Because, because penne carbonara, penne vodka... 
penne Vodka marinara. sauce is delicious. Shut up, Flint. Penne, uh, <laughs> put that you know, on like, chicken. like, or like, um, like when I make chicken marsala, I serve it with parpadelli. But if I order chicken marsala at a restaurant, they don't serve it with any pasta. It's just it's a chicken dish. It's a bow tie pasta. And so, well, no, it's not. But that's for folly for for the the, the educated folks out there. For folly and bow ties, <laughs> don't call it bow ties. But so. I, it's really difficult to answer your question, pretty. What's the best type of pasta? What's if if you're talking about pasta dish style? For me, it's a bol- it's a bolognese. It's a really well done bolognese. That's fair. With spaghetti right. squash. Mm-hmm. No, shut up, Flynn. All right, pretty. Tell me your hot toddy take. It's I'm I'm so mad at Flynn. This guy's an idiot. This is why it's a hot uh, take. <laughs> so uh, my hot toddy take. Um, uh, sticking in the food realm, I guess, uh, because this is where I'm going with. Um, I think what is really overrated, in my opinion, is wedding cake. Ooh. I am I so like never ever ever. And if I've gone to your wedding before, and uh, I I mean no offense, but never ever ever have I been like, man, that was some great wedding cake. At most, I. The wedding cake is fine. I'm like, oh, this is fine wedding cake. More times than not, it's like, this is kind of dry. And then this is just a bunch of wedding cake left over all the place. Maybe I'm just a little kind of like, you know, maybe I'm too, this is too close to home because we did like a wedding cake tasting recently and both Kat and I kind of left it with like a sugar coma and kind of crashed. But What time did you do? Yeah. What do you mean? Well, like, so when we did, when we tasted our cakes, we went at 10 a.m. I had not eaten breakfast. All I'd had was coffee. So by uh, noon, I felt like I was going to throw up because we went to two <laughs> different places and all I had was cake. So it was on the, I was like sugar jittery. And like Flynn said, I don't eat a lot of dessert. So I hated every moment of it and felt bad because yeah. I was I had nothing in my system but cake. By You better you know, for two apologize hours. to Lauren because when she when she hears this. And and she hears that you didn't like her grandmother's cake that she made no. from scratch by hand. Time out. Can I can I make a I I was gonna make a point on this one. I don't think you were. So I, he says. No 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 no. <laughs> if you listen back, back, I said at most I'm like oh yeah this is good wedding cake. Your all's wedding was one that I distinctly remember even though I was a little intoxicated. I distinctly remember being like this wedding cake tastes good because. Because I believe I actually ended up taking some wedding cake of yours like with me in my state back to your condo where I was house-sitting for you all. So, yes, loved your wedding cake. Everyone else's, eh. I didn't eat the wedding cake at Flynn and Lauren's wedding. I probably won't eat the wedding cake at Jacob and Kat's wedding. I did have some wedding cake at my wedding, but not a lot of it. If we're invited. My, my, okay. My wedding cake... (laughs) Um, you know, I'd be in big trouble with Kristen if I didn't mention was four tiers and all tiers were a different flavor. Um, so there were, you know, so Kristen worked very hard on our cake. Um, Kevin, people talk I, about Lauren and I's wedding and, and talk about how drunk they got and don't remember much. That was me. My sister wedding. went to the wrong reception <laughs> so, because of yeah, it. Yeah, right. yeah, Jacob's sister went to the wrong reception at our wedding and like <laughs> hung out with random people for an hour until we got yeah. there. Yeah. Uh, but Kevin, your wedding, I was that same way. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. So I, you know, a lot of a lot of people were because of things we've already <laughs> talked about. But I, um, I'm fine with this hot take. I, um, I don't eat a lot of dessert. So is wedding cake the pasta of cakes? Shut up, Flynn. No. No. Um, if you mean there's a lot of options and they all kind of generally taste the same, yes. Well, the the problem with so many weddings, what they do is there's the beautiful cake, and then they cut that, and then they serve sheet cake to most guests. Um, yeah. I think when what I like Maybe is when people like are cre- I like the people who do creative stuff, like a like a donut cake. Everybody Dude, gets a donut. Just I like wait for the, ours. It's I a like surprise. The, the cupcake cakes. I think those are kind of creative. Um, but again, I could care less. I'm not going to eat it. I'm I'm at the bar, so. Don't ask me to have your cake. Um, you can have your cake and eat it too. But I'm okay with this. I'm okay with this hot toddy take. I I came with a couple things to talk about, but but I want to keep the food thing alive and just say one thing. Uh, and we don't need to spend a lot of time on this. I might transition right out of it to something else. But in terms of food, one thing that's come to mind that I've wanted to say for a while is lemonade sucks. Like. Lemonade in Pokemon is a drink you can have that, like, in the game that tells you that it's quenched your thirst. And every time that happens in the game, I'm like, no, it doesn't. Like, I was thirstier. I, I mowed the lawn the other day and came inside. There was lemonade. It was ice cold. I poured it in a glass. I drank it. And I was more thirsty yeah. um, because the lemonade doesn't actually quench your thirst at all. Who in their right mind, ever chooses lemonade to drink. My wife loves it, um, and I don't understand why people like lemonade. I'm not saying it doesn't taste good, but I'm, But if you're saying what is lemonade's purpose in life, for me it feels like this is a conduit by which someone would put vodka or something in to make it an interesting drink rather than being something that someone drinks on purpose to quench your thirst because it's like you have to have a glass of ice water next to you that every time you drink the lemonade you have to drink the ice water to chase it so you're not more thirsty what's the point kevin Kevin. have you can i can ask a question real quick sure have you ever had a uh limb gin is it lemonade and gin yep that was an invention by hofkamp and myself. That is that's not an invention because I just took two normal drinks and put them together like probably lots of people have done in the past. <laughs> that is such a great transition to what my actual hold hot toddy take hold on, I came hold on. Okay, go for it. Kevin, Kevin, I can't let this pass that you, that you have said that lemonade is garbage and you, you, you don't understand the purpose. Because since I've been working with you, you drink two things. <laughs> Diet? Diet Coke? Oh, Diet Coke. Oh, no. Gross. Diet Coke? Okay, Diet Coke. Okay, good. Diet Coke and Red Bull. That's like all you drink. <laughs> this. I, I, so I woke up and I took a shower and, and I got out of the shower. You already had your suit on for this conference. Cracked a Red Bull. And you were drinking a Red Bull. Well, and I was just baffled. Yeah, so let me, let me say a couple <laughs> like things. Like we were in college. You're 47, okay? <laughs> you, you need to make better decisions. <laughs> So I drink I so I drink coffee. I I came in with coffee today. I drink coffee at the conference. I drink coffee all the time. I like coffee. I just I like coffee and I don't this sounds sexist, I don't mean it to be, but I don't know how else to say it. I drink coffee like a thirteen year old girl. Like if it has a bunch of sugary um Girl Scout cookie mix no, I in know. it, 
that's what I would like to have is coffee. Like I don't. You, you I don't told like, me that you had what? What? What's the creamer? Hazelnut that, creamer. Hazelnut yeah. creamer. Yeah. You, you told me that you pack that in your suitcase. Urinde. Urinde. <laughs> hazelnut creamer. Yeah. Hazelnut. So creamer I like coffee, that, but I, that but is just mostly I tried sugar. to be. Yeah, I tried to be cool and drink a lot of black coffee for a while, and I was. It was always lying to myself. Um, so the the things I drink the most are diet coke and water. Um, I do have zero calorie Powerade at all times in my fridge, but there are some times when I'm traveling or when I have to be on at a certain time, I will drink a sugar-free Red Bull um, so that I can be highly functional. So in that specific situation, I needed to be on at 8 a.m. And I can't be on at 8 a.m. if I have coffee at 8.05 because it'll take me till 9 o'clock to be happy to be around other humans. In that specific situation, I got up at 7, showered, got dressed. At 7.20, I cracked the Red Bull so that by the time I got downstairs at 8 o'clock, I was, like, ready to be participating and happy. I When I moved to Nashville, early, you know, 10 years ago, I was, I would have a sugar-free Red Bull every single day. I now know my heart can't take that. Like, that is not healthy. So, um... I do drink Diet Coke a lot. On Sunday, I said to myself, I'm quitting. Once a year, I quit soda. And on (laughs) Sunday, I said, I'm quitting soda. Oh, not drinking And I wasn't going to drink soda anymore. And uh, today I bought a Diet Coke on my way home because I needed it. So I, way to I'm stick to your it. guns. Good oh, job. Yeah. Good job. I made, yeah. it, made it. You know, you made it to Tuesday. Tuesday. So, um, but that's a good. But but Pretty's point was a good segue into one of the things I was going to say, which is this is a bourbon show, and um, we're all bourbon centric. And I I understand. I I really can't understand people who like vodka. Uh, but I understand why we need tequila and rum. I understand why we need vodka, because vodka was is essentially made to be mixed with other things and hidden. It's facts. Yeah. My hot toddy take is, what the hell is gin for? Like, why do we need it? Gin and tonics suck. There's a better drink than than gin and tonics, and it's called a vodka tonic or a anything else in tonic or you know what don't drink that tonic water and instead have a bourbon and have some flavor in your life um gin martinis suck gin is a cheap liquor to make that is easy to mask and do some things with i i just you know so um this is news and new to folks who are listening so OTR Stillhouse is this new place opening in in over the Rhine in Cincinnati, where they're making some really incredible stuff. Their their master distiller is a is a chef by trade, was in, invested in making beers, and then started making bourbons and other things. And they have what's called a golden gin, which you know the woman who runs the place, Michelle Hobbs. You know, she said to me that she talked to the, this this mixologist and and scientist that works for them, and she said, "Dr. Tom, make me a gin that thinks it's a bourbon, and they call it Golden Gin, and it it is the best gin I've ever had. And and when this place gets going, you know, it's like really close to to TQL Stadium for FC Cincinnati. It's really close to Ryan Guys. It's in OTR in Cincinnati. This place is awesome. 
It's going to be a great concert venue, and, and it's going to produce great bourbons and whiskeys and spirits. And the Golden Gin is really interesting. Um, and I tried it, and I, I told her, I was like, this is the best gin I've ever had. This is the, the only gin I've had that I like. But while I was drinking it, the other thing that was true was that I would always rather have other stuff. I would always rather have a bourbon or, or a whiskey or a, or a moonshine or a, you know, even a rum uh, or a tequila. We went to, um, oh, what was the place you went last year, guys, in Louisville that produces uh, uh, Nulu? Craft Distilleries. Yeah, it's called Proho- I was Prohibition Craft Distilleries. Yeah. And they produce some stuff. They produce a gin. Uh, they Their produce gin is a, pretty solid. The gin was fine. But, again, when I tried it, I was like, this is good. But every it, single it other thing I, I tried. Stomach. Sure. But every single other thing I tried, their tequila better. aged in bourbon barrels was phenomenal. Their bourbon was their good. Rum. It wasn't even there. The, the, the rum was the best rum I've ever had. So I, I just I really struggle with. Like, you know, I we will play outdoor games by the pool with friends. And, you know, our friend Colin, who we've talked about tonight, who supplied the bourbon, drinks, like, gin and tonics on ice while we're playing these games instead of beer because beer is too heavy. And I'm like, I get it, but that's stupid because a bourbon and Sprite is just as phenomenal. As a gin and tonic, in fact, tastes a whole lot better and is just as unheavy as whatever. So I, I you know, my hot toddy take, somewhat related to the conversation we just had, is like, do we really need gin? I don't think so. I enjoy gin. I, I you know, I, I will not drink it straight <clears throat> usually, but but the flavors are good and and the it, it makes a good cocktail. Um, I, I enjoy it. It, it a lot more than vodka because it has a lot more flavor. Um, gin and tonics are delightful. Um, so, you know, I, I enjoy a gin and tonic. I enjoy gin. I, I think that it has a place in our society. Um, yeah. I, I agree with Kevin. I don't think mm. gin, gin is like, meh. I, I never in my entire life have I been like, ooh, this gin drink sounds great. Honestly, more Jacob, times than I think not, Kevin if I'm just a... talked long enough, he talked for so long. He, he just talked for <laughs> long enough that you just started agreeing with him. Like he, he can just talk you into anything because he just talks for so long, and you're just like, "This is life now. This is the, Kevin's never going to shut up." So I better start well, agreeing with him. I mean, he all he had to say, he didn't have to do the the twenty minute diatribe on gin. Although I appreciated it, uh, he could have just said, "I don't like gin," and I would have been like, <laughs> "I agree. I don't like gin either." <laughs> I don't like gin. <laughs> I I agree. I don't like gin either. It's disgusting. All right, moving on. You all suck. Moving on. Flynn, you got another one? Uh, I do not. I I, 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 I had my big my big pasta one, and, I, and that's the Great. only one I, I brought to the table. I've got one more last one, just real quick. It, this isn't going to be a hot take for you all. You all are going to agree with me. I don't understand Man. why people like and watch the bachelor the bachelorette any of that stuff the only yeah. thing that i found enjoyable yeah is this bachelor in paradise because they make fun of it and apparently david spade's going to be hosting it now and i might watch that a little bit anyways yeah, I, that's the bachelor thing. is awful the, the most most reality tv show is awful so yeah i i don't think that's a hot take i, I think that most people think that i i've said my piece on this 
Yeah. Um, so I don't need to, to go. Apparently, I've talked too long tonight, according to Ooh! But I will just say. <laughs> I <heard his> feelings. <laughs> I will just say this, sirs and madams who are listening. If you like The Bachelor, I am intentionally insulting you in this moment. You are making <laughs> the universe a worse place. Stop watching so that we can tell these networks to get creative and create new television that is better. Uh, when we voted, or voted, when we ranked television shows uh, from 1980 to, uh, what was it, 2000? And then mm-hmm. we ranked shows 2000 and beyond. I really think we struggled with the fact that there were so many good shows that took place in that era The biggest difference between the post-2000s and the 1980s to the 2000s was reality television didn't exist prior to 2000. Not really. And and when it did exist, it was like supermarket sweep, and no one thought about that as a sitcom. It was game shows. It was game shows. Right, it was game shows. And game shows are different. Yeah. But, you know... if we were to stop with this absolute hot garbage, I've used hot garbage way too many times tonight. So you, you, Yeah, that's that's your new one, isn't it? It's my new one, I guess. Yeah. Um, reality television is so bad. And if we could if we could stop doing reality television, it would force networks to get more creative and they would replace those reality television shows with new television shows that could be new creative sitcoms that would then make the 2020s and beyond rival 1980 to 2000. But it will not happen while you people keep caring about Sarah Beth and who she gave a rose to and whether she gave it to Gavin or Christopher or Chad. They're like always named Chad. And who went to the Paradise Suite and the hometown visit and all this nonsense? Just shut up. This person is basically an actress. And the people that she's trying to pretend to fall in love with are basically trying to audition to themselves become the next Bachelor or Bachelorette so that they can become rich and famous. This is worse than the real world. This is worse than road rules. And those at least were somewhat entertaining in the sense that they were absolute nonsense. And again, none of those human beings are in a place today where they're better than when they joined those shows. And none of us who spent hours and hours and hours watching them are better than if we would would have just spent time reading books instead. Stop it. Agreed. Yeah, totally agree. Oh, Jacob, Jacob put you, in the chat Kevin, uh, Kevin, that we should. Kevin rank. just talks. Yeah, we should rank <laughs> reality TV shows on a future no, episode. No, we're not going to uh, do that. We're not going to. We Flynn, can rank. Flynn, we can Kevin, rank the worst. We could rank yeah. the most problematic. That's what I'm saying. Yes, yes. Yeah, Hope Camp usually ends the episode. Uh, I don't know how to end it. I did just text you all a video of Benedict Cumberbatch. Um, as Smaug, so you can go watch that as at your leisure. But uh, <laughs> thanks, Flip. Maybe we can post that on Instagrams. I don't know. Um, so Jacob, <laughs> do you want to end the in the podcast? Absolutely. 
because uh, apparently, Flynn, you just uh, Kevin talks for so long that you just agree with him, and and whatever he says is <laughs> is your life and your reality. He could have just said camp. he could have just said reality TV show sucks, and I'd be like, yeah, that's 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 true. I miss up camp. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, you know what. None of our listeners asked for any of this anyways. We're done with this. I'm done with you all. I'm going back on strike. This is the Bourbon and Brothers Podcast. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. In the arms of the angels are away from Why? Why? I miss up. Oh, let it keep going. <laughs> I don't know the rest. Bye!